0: Well, every week at this time, I have to ask all you people listening on anything less than a 15-inch speaker with an 8-inch tweeter to tune out, please. We don't mean to be undemocratic, but we're a select group, and we can't have just anybody listening. Thank you, so get out, please.
1: that familiar theme music warns you that it's time once again for The Spud Goodman Radio Show 60 Minutes of Audio on the Internet So now, without further ado here is the studio orchestra of The Spud Goodman Show Accordion Joe Because to you, who the social outcast Yes, you who are
0: rejected He wants you, he needs you, he loves you here comes the Spud Man. He goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready. Trumbo. Here he is, the head cheese Meister of the World Wide Web. It's Spud Goodman.
2: Greetings. My name is Spud Goodman and you are now listening to a different type of radio show. So before we begin here, I'm giving you a heads up that this may be one of the greatest moments you will ever experience. Yes, you know, this could be a very intimate and satisfying hour, if in fact you're able to let go of your innermost inhibitions. So take a chance and hang around for the next 58 minutes. Worst case scenario is we give you a headache, or worse, bore you out of your mind an outcome not that much different than if you were watching most network TV or you know, shows or or a cable news channel right now. With me is our uh, temporary permanent co-host, Gerald Holcomb. No need to say anything, as I have just acknowledged
3: you. Uh, Yeah, and I I really appreciate that acknowledgement. I myself am open to experience whatever comes our way now and during the next 57 minutes of this show.
2: All right, well, also with us is our designated laugher, Gina. Give everyone a chuckle right now so they know you're with us. Well, are you sure you want
4: a
5: chuckle? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I think a soft <laughs> would be more appropriate to start things right. off with. All the right. chuckle <laughs> is the next step in the escalation of laughter, and and that is to be an organic evolution that I feel in my gut. The study of humor and laughter and its psychological and physiological effects on the human body is called gelotology. Uh, unless you want more of that fake laughter that seems so disingenuous.
2: Well. You know, that simulated laughter seems to work pretty damn well with about every, you know, like standard three camera, you know, network sitcom on the air. I mean, they have a live audience and they still sweeten it up with canned laughter.
3: <laughs> you know, the, the family and I actually enjoy shows with laugh crap. <laughs> It makes you feel like you're not the only person who finds things funny. It's dangerous to be out there alone, to, to be at that moment of decision when you are, or maybe not sure what you just heard is in fact funny or not. Yes. Shut the f- up,
0: Donnie!
3: Yeah, there's safety in numbers, I guess, so I, I like to await the judgment of others often before I join in.
5: I, I don't want to sound like a know-it-all here, but laughter is my business, and I I, for the life of me, cannot understand, Gerald, how you feel a canned laugh track is satisfying to hear while being entertained. The first American television show to incorporate a laugh track was the sitcom The Hank McCune Show in 1950. It defies logic. Laughter originates from the heart. Do you ever stop and take into account that you are being manipulated by a recording of people who are paid to laugh?
3: Well, I don't don't want to get too personal here, Gina, but just what service do you think you provide here on The Spud Goodman Show? This is kind of like the kettle calling the pot black, or... Or wait, does it go the pot calling the kettle black? Well, you get what I'm saying here. You you sound a little bit hypocritical, is all I'm trying to say. I don't want to get in the middle of this, but you know, I
5: most certainly do not provide the same service as a canned laugh track. That is highly insulting. Do I make remarks about your skills and the sales position at your carpet store? I really can't comment on your performance here as a temporary co-host, as you are, in essence, background noise. invisible Good call, yo. I would say.
3: Well, <laughs> my, my my wife would firmly disagree with you, as she has said on numerous occasions that she would never listen to this show if I was not on it. as She feels I bring something very valuable to the program. The word she continues to use is gravitas. You know, I've heard that
2: word a few times on Meet the Press. I'm going to Google it and maybe comment on it later. But right now I have to play (laughs) some music, as that's a big part of what this show's about. So this song's by Todd Snyder, who performed it live on my Fox show way back in 97. You know, I think we aired that version, the live version, but here's the studio cut of that tune. It's Talking Seattle Grunge Rock Blues. (coughs) ¶¶
6: Hey, my, my, rock and roll will never die. Just hang your hair down in your eyes, you'll make a million dollars. Lives in this band going nowhere fast. We sent out demos, but everybody passed. So one day we finally took the plunge. Moved out to Seattle to play some grunge. Washington State, that is. Space Needle. Eddie Vedder. Mudden Honey. Now, to fit in fast, we wear flannel shirts. We turn our amps up until it hurts. We got bad attitudes, and what's more, when we play, we stare straight down at the floor while we... pretty scary. How pensive. How totally alternative. Now, to fit in on the Seattle scene, you gotta do something they ain't never seen. So, thinking up a gimmick one day, we decided to be the only band that wouldn't play a note. Under any circumstances Silence Music's original alternative Roots grunge When we spread the word through the underground That we were the hottest new thing in town A record guy came out to see us one day And just like always We didn't play it Knocked him out He said he loved our work. He said he loved our work, but he wasn't sure if he could sell a record with nothing on it. I said, tell him we're from Seattle. He advances two and a half million dollars. Hey, hey, my, my, rock and roll will never die. Hang your hair down in your eyes, you'll make a million dollars. Well, they made us do a video, but that wasn't tough, because we just filmed ourselves smashing stuff. It's kind of weird, because there was no music, but MTV said they'd love to use it. The kids went wild, the kids went nuts. Rolling Stone gave us a five-star review, said we played with guts. We were scoring chicks, taking drugs, and we got asked to play MTV Unplugged. You should have seen it. We went right out there and refused to do acoustical versions of the electrical songs that we had refused to record in the first place. mashed our shit. Well, we blew them away at the Grammy show by refusing to play and refusing to go, and then just when we thought fame would last forever along come this band that wasn't even together, now that's alternative. Hell, that's alternative to alternative. I feel stupid and contagious Our band got dropped, and that ain't funny, because we're all hooked on drugs, but we're out of money. So the other day I called up the band, I said, Boys, I've taken all I can. Shave off your goatees, pack the van. We're going back to Athens.
1: This is the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Hey, this is
7: Christopher Titus,
1: and you're
8: listening to Spud Goodman Show, the worst radio show I've ever heard.
3: Uh, Hey, Spud, Kevin Nealon's holding, so are you ready? Yeah, I'm good to go. Put him through. Hey, you do know that Kevin Nealon was born in St. Louis, Missouri, but a few months after he was born, his parents moved to Bridgeport, Connecticut. Now I have to listen to you toss out these tidbits
2: of information about our guests? I really wish you'd never learned how to Google someone. Oh, it's
3: changed my life. Do you want to know anything more about Kevin?
2: No, thank you, All because right. I'm going to opt to ask him personally because I'm about to freaking interview him. Okay. Please welcome back to the show actor, writer, comedian, Kevin Nealon. Thanks for checking back in with us tonight.
8: Oh, my pleasure. It's always good talking to you. All
2: right, super.
8: I love uh, the Seattle area. I, I'm, it's one of those places that uh, I think I just connect with the audience up there like that for me and uh, for, for Seattle and Denver area, So for some reason. I don't know what it is.
2: All right, super. Well, Kevin, you've just recently finished up shooting a network pilot, correct? Is this a different project than the one you'd been writing for yourself a while back? Or?
8: Um, yeah, it is a different one. I, I wrote a pilot with my wife for NBC mm-hmm. uh, that that um, they passed out at the last minute, so we're taking it to other places, but then I just shot a pilot. With Tommy John again, a comic uh, who created a uh, series for himself, and I play his father. Oh, super. And uh, Jane Kazmarek plays my ex wife. So
2: that's for CBS. You know, the pilot process is pretty brutal, sort of like the lottery, right? Can you tell us anything? So, I mean, it, it, you just sit back and you do it, and you just look kind of like uh, sit back and wait, right?
8: It really is a, an inter- interesting beast. You know, you're not sure what they're really looking for and how many. Uh, pilots they've promised other people and you know you just do your best you are write what you, what you can what you think is funny and you try to sell it and uh and, and it, there is a lot of luck involved i think
2: is it a standard three camera live audience production or is it a one camera no laugh track thing
8: well yeah they call it a multi-camera so there's about four cameras and it's the studio audience um which is kind of an older uh you know uh, it's more old school, but they're bringing it back now, and um, it's cheaper for the networks to do it that way, and it's also a better schedule for the
2: actor. Hmm. Well, you know, my staff is having a bit of a heated discussion about whether a laugh track is a good thing or a bad thing, because right now I choose to use a human-designated laugh for Gina here. She comes in handy when I rarely, you know, <laughs> might say something that's not exceptionally funny, but I know we could go the automated route with a laugh track, but I feel it's much more patriotic to keep jobs here in America. So what's your take?
8: <laughs> yeah. Well, I agree. I think uh, uh, when it comes to outsourcing laughs, that's uh, that's really scraping the yeah. bottom of the barrel. Yeah. But um, you know, it's um, I think people have become used to laugh tracks, and um, um, there's something I don't I don't like laugh tracks, but there's something alluring about them. I think when you hear somebody in a room laughing, you immediately turn to their attention. Everybody, it's almost like someone's got a good drug that you want, you know. So uh, you start laughing too.
2: That's that's actually a very very uh. That's an excellent way to put it. Um, I'm gonna th- I'm gonna write that down. I wanna bring that up in our staff meeting. Um, so you you know you came back and we on the Saturday Night Live uh, the 40th anniversary special. Was that kind of like a high school reunion? A bit awkward, but still a little bit of fun.
8: It wasn't really that awkward. It was it was a lot of fun, and it was kind of a, like a lot of good people watching because everywhere you look, you felt like you were kind of like the Hollywood Wax Museum. And I turn over my left shoulder and I see Keith Richards, you know and. Right behind me is Diane Sawyer and Sarah Silverman and Louis C.K. and you know Paul McCartney standing in front of me with his guitar waiting to go on. And behind him is Paul Simon and you know the various past mayors of New York City. And uh, yeah, it's just really it was like being kind of like in heaven, I guess.
2: Dude, how, how stacked up was it uh, with that type of a lineup? I don't know how many hundred people appeared on camera. So how 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 was the traffic situation handled?
8: Uh, well, there's really not a lot of traffic. Well, there's traffic. Uh, I mean in, typically in, New in York, the studio. So, you know, I don't think there was any traffic for that particular show.
2: I met in uh, the studio, and I mean, because how' they get you guys moving to and fro? Yeah.
8: yeah, there was a lot of uh, a lot of people in the studio. It's a small studio, that's why I hear people comment on uh, a lot of times when they go to see the show. they say, why, well, I can't believe how small the studio is. Mm-hmm. I think it only seats about one hundred and forty people, something like that. Uh, at least for that night. And, um, and so it does, uh, become kind of a crowd control, um, dilemma at times.
2: What you saw then, there was no, like, like at high school reunions, I mean, some people like take up old rivalries and, you know, like maybe they got, you know, pants or something in, in PE class. So when they go to the high school reunion, it's payback time, but no, no, no incidents there that you could see. <laughs> no,
8: no. I think it was kind of fun to see everybody that's been on the show in the past. And, uh, and it is kind of fun to see how people have aged and, and uh, who haven't aged. And, uh, and just, you know, just I, I, for the first time, I kind of got to watch the show. I sat in the audience. I've never sat in the audience before and watched the show. And, you know, right in the front row there. And, um, you know, got, I was sitting, you know, just like feet away from Kanye West as he's performed and Paul McCartney. And, um, you know, I mean, it was, it, was, um, it was pretty epic, the whole thing, on a lot of different levels.
2: Uh, yeah, I would, I would guess so. Uh, Say, Spy, you know,
3: maybe you could ask Kevin for some tips on maybe getting into doing commercials. The one he did with Dana Carvey is very funny, and, well, they, I assume, were highly compensated. Now, I know you're a communist, and you're opposed to making money. I am himself. not
2: a communist. I'm a Democrat, sorta, and, and I do like money. It, it's nice to have when you leave your apartment. Where did you get that impression? Well, I don't know, you often sound so liberal that I just assumed well, you were probably- That I'm a communist? Please. I plead guilty to voting for President Obama,
3: so deport me. Okay, okay. I was thinking that maybe you and I could possibly do a few commercials together. I could be the funny one, and all you'd have to do is stand there and maybe say a word or two. Why don't don't you ask Kevin about getting into doing something like that? It could pay for a new big screen TV for you. Oh, well that would be cool. See?
9: Maybe I'll
2: email him tomorrow, but right now i got to finish up the damn interview, so keep quiet. I I read you have a new movie coming out soon, is that correct? Uh, It's called Ghost Squad? Yeah, yeah.
8: It's a, uh, it's a family film, and um, I'm not sure where it's going to be released, but it is, uh, it is coming out, and um, it was fun to shoot that. It was a lot of fun.
2: Did you uh, throw any tantrums and lock yourself up in your trailer? Because that's kind of the kind of PRTMZ seems to be helpful with at the box office. It pays off later.
8: Yeah, I typically throw tra- tantrums, and, um, and I lock myself in my trailer. And, there you um, go, all right. But, you know, they, 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 it kind of gives you a little more
2: cred. It know, does, do absolutely. Uh, I mean, that's that's like on my list if I ever, you know, ever invited on the set. But, um, you know, I, I'd also heard you're a pretty decent poker player. Actually, quite a few guests we've had on our, our on our show have been, sh- people from showbiz. Is there some kind of symmetry there with you guys from, from you know, from well, the entertainment
10: industry?
8: I, I don't know about the symmetry part, but I, I will tell you that I, um, I I never was a good poker player, and then I got invited to play in the Celebrity Poker Showdown thing, fundraiser, you know, that they had in Vegas. You know, of course, a lot of celebrities, and I didn't really know, you know, what beat what. You know, did a full house beat a straight, you know, all that kind of stuff. And my dentist was a good poker player, so I he wrote out all the, the different um, suits that beat what, and I held those under the table when I played, and, and I lucked out, and I was able to win a lot of money for my charity.
2: That's cool. What was your charity? Pardon me? What was your charity? Oh, at the time, it was the Hope Hosp- Hospice in okay. Florida. You're also very active in animal rights causes, correct? Mm-hmm.
8: Yeah, I you know, more more in the past than I am now. I still like to, uh, um, you know, help out, you know, different, um, what do you call it? shelters. You right. know, and I try to encourage people to stay new to their pets so they don't, you know... You know, over overpopulate
2: the right. Uh, country. Right, I, I I definitely support that cause. Um, all right, well, I would be remiss if I didn't at least touch on this. What was your favorite moment as Doug Wilson on Weeds? A very funny character on a really good series.
8: Um, I think it was probably in a bathroom with uh, with Andy uh, Milder, who p- who played Dean on the show, right. and we were kind of having a. A contest to see uh, who had the bigger uh, member. Member, right? <laughs> and right. we're using we'll go with dental floss to measure.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I remember that episode. That's right. That was very, very humorous. It was either that or getting my uh, my junk slammed in the in the drawer. Yeah, and that, obviously they had like a stunt junk or something, right? Because I I, I can't believe that you actually. How many takes did that take? Oh, I only would do one. Oh, only one. All right, super. All right. Well, last question, yeah. uh, Kevin Nealon. If you could be president for forty-eight hours, what would be your first major piece of legislation sent to Congress? I myself would free all retail employees and grant reparations, except maybe for Costco people. But what would what would you do?
8: I would probably, for me it would probably be a um, a fixed rate for Uber.
2: Oh, there you go. That's a smart one.
8: Yeah, we can't jack up the price when you know things are busy and stuff.
2: All right. that's uh. You're obviously a well thought out man. I, I, you might have you been sitting on that one for a while.
8: Yeah, for like the last uh, 20 years, that's been my thing. All right, super. And I know Uber's only been around for a couple of years, but I knew it would eventually happen. So, you know.
2: I read that I'll on follow. your on your Wikipedia site that you're always ahead of the curve. And I guess once again, once again, there we have it. All right. Um, yeah. We really enjoy having you on our show. So I hope we can talk again someday.
8: Absolutely, it's great talking to you. All looking right. forward to uh,
11: coming to Seattle. All
2: right, very very cool, Mr. Kevin Nealon. Thanks for having me. Bye bye.
11: But I remember the first time everyone skiing. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know that they labeled the trails for difficulties. You know, like black diamonds and greens and blues. And I'm driving through the mountains here in Colorado, and I pull into this convenience store, and I said to the guy behind the counter, "I said, hey, what's the best mountain to go skiing at around here?" And he looked at me right in the eyes, and he goes, "You know what?" I like Copper Mountain, but a lot of people don't like to go there because they're afraid of all the blacks. I thought, oh my God, this guy's a racist. He said, but you know what? I don't mind the blacks. I have a lot of fun with them. But they will beat you up. They will beat you up. And they are all over the mountain. They're everywhere. And you know what? Some of them, not very well-groomed. He said, but if you want the good white powder, that's where you got to go.
0: For a genuine musical treat, tune in to the, the Demon 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 Show, radio's famous program that takes you on a magic carpet of melody to a world of beauty.
2: All right, it's musical guest interview time. Please welcome back to the show Grammy Award nominee Q-Dot. How's it going, man? Excellent. Cool. Perfection. Cool. All right. Um, well, before we get going, I must ask, what's your take on all these white chick pop rappers? Is that like the equivalent of what hair metal was to rock in the 90s? It must be, man. I, You know what, though, man? I, I, I think it's... It's, it's all good. I
12: guess everybody... Uh, You're being very kind right now. Everybody has their... Very kind. Yeah. They have I, I'm their not place. going to
2: be. <laughs> I see no reason or no purpose. I think they're a waste of human flesh, but that's just my own take. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, let me ask you this. Way, way back when rap started to dominate the charts, yeah. some called it like the CNN of music, but these days, you know, someone might want to pick another cable news channel, except for like Anthony Bourdain. It's pretty weak. It's just my opinion, but... <laughs> that's, that's pretty legit, man. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it was Chuck D that uh, was absolutely. He, yeah, was, yeah, I had him on. The, by the way, I interviewed him. I had him on the show. He, a very cool guy. He he uh, he jacked my pirate's hat though. I was a little pissed about that, but <laughs> anyway, that's another story for another time. Um. Well, let me ask you a rapper question. Do, okay. do any rappers have trouble um, meeting women? Because when I listen to the songs, it seems like everyone has women all over the place. You know, no one likes to get shown up, right? You know, you might want to like pass this on to other rappers that most dudes prefer to hear songs you know about striking out as they can relate to that more
12: right i I talk about that all the time with buddies of mine when i'm on the road and like dang it seemed like everybody's messing with somebody's baby mama or somebody's girl and they're snatching them out the club like i don't want my girl to ever leave the house now ever because rappers will take her and i'm a rapper
2: that's right and you have you well let's touch on it. you have a newest addition to the family
12: yeah little baby girl my baby girl will never leave the house now ever and she's nine months old it's probably a good move yeah all
2: right um, <laughs> Call you. so uh, what's, the, what's the what's f- the first song you're gonna do because i was hoping hoping that you would perform your new single black gold it is a great song
12: thanks man yeah we'll do black gold for oh, cool. sure Black gold. Uh, it's check, check. Yeah, my daddy told me stories of his daddy integrating schools. Ah, uh, he had the KKK in Kentucky marching up his block. Yeah, white hood screaming, if you stick around, boy, you be a fool. I, my granddaddy, he replied with pride Well you can sit and watch And this before Dr. King ever had a dream he could speak up. Before James Brown said it loud and proud Before interracials and gays had love they could speak up and speak up, listen to what's coming out your speakers Cause it's blood that was shed for all of my folks As the world keeps spinning like them gold dating spokes Just remember through the stories being told You come from an all black code You all black gold You are black gold. Ah, ah, hey, you are black gold. Yeah, yeah, hey, you are black gold. Cold, 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 cold. Mama told me because I was light skinned, I probably wouldn't fit in. Being one of three black kids in every class They probably think I was mixed or too afraid to ask Damn, I ain't even have a concept of racist Till I went away to school and saw these white folks' faces I had this girl tell me straight up I was the first black person she ever got to see Flesh face up She said all she heard about Was they could dance, play sports and they She said that she liked rap and supposed I was cool Despite being the first black she saw at the school and through all of those preconceived notions There was only one thing to her I was boasting Just remember through the stories you were told I come from and am black gold I am black gold Hey, I am black gold uh, uh, hey, I am black gold Yeah, yeah, hey, I am black gold Gold, gold Cold, cold. Shout out to Jimi Hendrix, Ray Charles, and Quincy Jones And all the black gold that call Seattle home Shout out to the slaves who lived through the crazy times And still made love and made babies I'm thinking maybe this'll be one of those tracks that Never gets dapped cause it ain't talking about the trap It ain't talking about the streets or an ass that's fat I know the industry is scared of hearing truth and they raps but Just remember through the stories being told You come from an all black gold I tell them, you come from an all black gold I tell him, you come from an all black gold I tell him, you all of them lies, you were sold. I come from an all black gold Yeah, you all of them lies, you were sold. I come from an all black gold Hey, I am black
10: gold
0: the Spud Goodman Goodman Show. <laughs> this is the Spud Goodman
1: Show. The excitement continues on the Spud Goodman radio show. Following this brief intermission.
13: We all
14: believe Spud Goodman. Spud, Goodman. Spud Goodman Show.
1: We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show.
3: Hey, uh, Spud, they're telling me you have a call from a woman, and I guess she's uh, a little upset. Well, well, at least Trent, our intern, says he thinks she's upset. See, he's not quite sure what she's saying. Do you want to talk to her? Well, I feel I'm pretty darn good at diffusing rage and anger that's yeah. displaced inappropriately. <laughs> you know,
2: I watch that intervention show on A&E a lot, and I also read psychology today, you know, wherever, whenever I'm in the doctor's offices, you know, whenever that's I have good. to swing by. So yeah, I think I, I can handle it. Put her on. No, but I don't know I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there, I'm going to get there, but I'm going to get there. I'm going to
10: get there. I'm going to get there. I'm going to I'm going to the top on the hang
2: um okay. yeah yeah uh, yeah uh, okay I I think I know who you are how you doing uh, you 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 me you me date likey likey me now um, you likey me okay huh? um all right hello, hello? Uh, okay. hello? Now you, you you still know I don't speak Cambodian, so it's going to be a little hard here to carry on a conversation.
3: It,
5: is this a friend, Spud?
3: Uh, you know, I know a little Latin, if that will help. I, I took one semester my freshman year in college. No, no, no. Uh, uh, chavona,
2: Shabona, Chabona, right? Uh, I, we, we, we went out... <laughs> All right. Now, Nana, say, say. Is that woman We We, woman went, we, we uh, went out on uh, a date, guys. We went out on a date a few weeks ago. Now, we met online, and, and one of those other dating services I've been trying out, you know, because Christian Mingle has been, like, worthless lately. Oh. So, anyway, I guess no, I didn't I, fill out my no, information too well, like, well, and I accidentally put okay, I was fluent in you, Cambodian. You like hey, I'm very sorry about that, Shavana What? Chavon. You're lucky. You're lucky me. No, no, no. Who?
10: Who? Who girl? Who girl talking this, Spud? What? Uh, um, uh, no.
3: I. I'm trying to I'm trying to get this. I think she just asked if you owned a welding torch. But do, what do you want me to say, uh,
5: Gerald? I, Hello, I think you. you can't! I think you lost something in translation. I, she's probably asking Spud if he's still interested in going out again. Well, oh.
3: could you
2: express to her that that I maybe? <laughs> how can I say this? I
10: want to
2: speak Can one of you, resp- you, resp- you? respond to do that Because I do do think like she asked if I have any pets. And tell her no.
5: No, I, I don't think she asked that, But maybe you should send her an email and use that Google translation app and and tell her that you're not interested. <laughs> Leaving her on is not cool.
3: I'll tell you this though, Spud. She sounds really nice. I've read that Asian women make great wives. They really treat their husbands like kings, and they give I give this some thought if oh, I were you. But, but- you, if yeah, you overcome the language barrier, nice. things it's might hot. work out. It, listen, if I hadn't met my lovely wife, Rachel, I myself would be open to a multicultural marriage. How cool, <coughs> how cool would it be to come home after work and have an iced tea and a warm towel waiting for you? Hey, dude, she's not a geisha girl. My God. Gerald, well, were you really born in the wrong century? No, no. I'm just saying. But, that No, not. American no, not women not? are somewhat no, 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 no. more demanding in terms yeah. of how they relate to the men in their lives. You know those never-ending to-do lists they dump on you every Saturday morning. It really blows up your whole weekend. There are times when a guy just wants to curl up with a good magazine and close yeah, well, off the world. What around. the hell, yo? I, I often I find myself. Okay, hey say, thinking, Gina,
2: could you like maybe help me out here? I have to get off the phone now, and we're getting we're way behind schedule. So could you say goodbye for me? Because I don't I, I don't want to just hang up on that. Shabana. Okay, okay. Shabana. Shabana. Ch- Chavana,
5: Chavana, Chavana, hang—is I- I- that right? Chavana, hang. Uh, Spud, Spud you? will you email go. you later, like and maybe you two can meet up sometime for coffee. Okay, bye, bye.
2: Uh, Gina, I think you might have really pissed her off with the coffee thing because our first date was a few bases beyond that. Oh, so uh, anyway, wh- whatever. Okay, well, let's let's move it on. Um, uh, <clears throat> you know, tonight's. It's Clip of the Week time, and tonight's Clip of the Week comes from Rick Wiles, a radio talk show host who feels our president is, in fact, a card-carrying member of the Communist Party. I, myself, had no idea there were any more of those dinosaurs out there. You know, I guess I could relate to it because, uh, you know, a few people have, have referred to me as that. You, and might, you so, might be yeah, a communist, but, um, yeah. There's something else I was not aware of, though, about communists. I didn't hear this from Rick, but I saw it on the news. They, or, or, or Barack Obama, are really good at making the stock market go up. Way up. I mean, it must be some Marxist plan to hypnotize us before they seize control. And I I should acknowledge, I should acknowledge that I watched that Americans TV show about those Russian commies, so I know a little bit about this topic, you know. Uh, But anyway, another thing our communist president is evidently good at is creating a ton of jobs, and a little over six years after inheriting that piece of crap economy he was handed, the number's close to 12 million or so. Now, I know, I know he didn't himself create those jobs, so I guess the Communist Party did... And think uh, I used to see them as a bunch of clowns who couldn't tie their own government-issued shoes. Either I was wrong or, or Obama's one hell of a commie. I don't know. Roll the clip.
9: On November 3rd, 2014, the day before the U.S. elections, I sent this out to our partners, alerting them to what I expected would happen after Election Day, after Election Day in 2014. I said... Quote, 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 in the remaining weeks of 2014 and throughout 2015, Barack Obama will strike like a thunderbolt against all persons who dare to oppose his communist agenda, his communist agenda, his communist, communist, communist agenda. Persecution will come down on patriots, conservatives, and Protestant, evangelical, Anglican, Catholic, and Orthodox Christians who speak against him. He will defy the U.S. Senate. He will consolidate power in Washington. He will rule by executive decrees. He will act like a dictator in perpetuity, in perpetuity, in perpet, perpet, perpetuity. He may even refuse to leave the White House in January 2017. Oh, a microphoney
4: and a phony at the mic. Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh.
9: Control the Senate will swing to America's conservative ruling class and Republican Party. The Republicans will sweep control of many state governorships and legislatures. Check that off. Check that off. Check that off. It happened. I also said. Metaphorically, metaphorically, Obama will shout, Obama will shout, Obama will shout, the die is cast. He will tell his hardcore communist supporters, it's all or nothing. There is no turning back. We must conquer or die. Die, 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 die. die."
0: Quiet numbskulls, I'm broadcasting.
9: I said he would rally the progressives to march over the Potomac River with him to their final glory as communist comrades. In desperation of being the darling of the progressive socialist communist faction of the Democratic Party, Obama will promise them everything they've ever dreamed of forcing onto America, and he'll do it through executive orders. Check it off.
1: The Spud Goodman Show. Some people like it.
5: I am so ready to offer offer up a guffaw. Li- <laughs> so, I sure hope you have something even remotely funny to say, Spud, because I can't hold it in forever. Well, that's
2: a bit of pressure, knowing I have to say something funny enough to warn a guffaw. I mean... How about something like maybe it will cost a snicker. That would be way easier, way easier.
5: Yeah, I've already provided multiple snickers. (laughs) And frankly, they just don't make the kind of statement I feel is needed right now. Laughter can be classified according to intensity, i.e. the chuckle, the titter, the giggle, the chortle, the cackle, the belly laugh, or the sputtering burst, or according to the overtness, i.e. the snicker, the snort, or the guffaw. Some here just don't grasp the emotional component of effective laughing Maybe laughter not. that mm-hmm. is targeted by a trained uh, professional. I mean, so many amateurs just spew giggles. <laughs> Uh, Whenever they feel like it, on the spur of the moment, I, on the other hand, spend many hours pre-planning my laughter to make sure that there is a slow build to an appropriate climax.
3: Uh, Laughter is laughter, Gina. I reject your position that fresh, organic laughter is more valid and enriching than standard network canned laughter. (laughs) Isn't it's served this country well for generations, from the Honeymooners to Dick Van Dyke to Green Acres. We've all laughed along with the tried-and-true model of laugh tracks. It's just how it's done in this country. You know, I sort of prefer those one-camera, no-laugh track shows. It's just my what? take. But, you know, I'm, I'm with Gina on this one, but Dead Silence is not conductive to enjoying mm-hmm. a sitcom.
5: I understand some people are emotionally walled off where they just can't emit laughter. I I get it. The the scars and pains of life can inhibit one's ability to cut loose and with a raucous laugh. (laughs) And that is where professionals like me come in.
3: Or a well-produced enthusiastic laugh (laughs) track. Ah, that joins with you in your enjoyment of a particular comedy. Okay, okay. Aren't
2: you guys like taking this thing a bit over the top? I mean, who freaking cares about this topic anyway? I need to move on here with or without organic or recorded laughter because I am a professional. Now, I approved, you know, of our executive producer bringing you in, Gina, because I know every single drive time FM radio show does have a female like you on their team. Okay? It's it's a fact. Everybody knows that. And I'm also going to be honest that without you, I would be alone here with this kiss-ass DEA-looking fill-in co-host, and that would make (laughs) me very sad. But if need be, I will go on without either of you because I have no choice. I have no intentions of getting a real job. Not at my age.
3: (laughs) By the way, that's temporary permanent, Spud.
5: You both should know that this is such a sensitive subject for me as I have invested over four and a half months of training to help make myself the best laugher I could be. And to hear Gerald here... denigrate my contributions. Well, well, it's just upsetting. Okay, well, I, both
2: of you just need to chill. As I need to bring on our next guest if you don't mind. Hey, Mr.
3: Whatever your status is, co host, see if our next guest is on the freaking line. Tem- please. Temporary, permanent. And it's, uh, yeah, yes, but uh, your next guest, Ralphie May, is on the line. Okay, cool. I have a bunch of stuff, you know, I want to ask him because he's a funny dude. Well, you know, he was born in Chattanooga, Tennessee, but he was raised in Clarksville, Arkansas. Hey, and hey I Mr. Found a-
2: Wikipedia, just put him on.
3: Yeah, roger that. Please welcome comedian, actor,
2: Ralphie May, to the show. Hey, man, how's it going? It's doing good, man. How are you, brother? Excellent, excellent. So let's lead this thing off with some background on your new Netflix comedy special, Unruly. It is very, very funny, I must say.
15: Thank you very much. It's my seventh uh, big special. Uh, It's an hour and a half of hilarity. I'll make you laugh till you cry. And uh, I promise uh, if, not, if you don't like that one, then I've got two more on there. and if you don't like any of those, well, I'm just sorry. I'm not your cup of tea. You know <laughs> I'm not for everybody. But I'll make you laugh till you cry.
2: Oh uh, yeah, I, I, I found it very funny. You know, Netflix has kind of become a must-have these days. I would have a tough time living without it. Your special I agree. Your special got ruled out with the sa- on the same day as House of Cards, right?
15: I know it's the biggest tsunami in Netflix. They uh, unleashed that, and at the same time as mine, and so I was just a fat guy on the top of the tidal wave trying to ride it. You know what I mean?
2: Absolutely. Well, you know that one—that series, of that show took me about a day and a half to get through the 13 episodes because you know Frank Underwood yeah. is a badass. But right now, I am mainlining on that Bloodline show. They got someone needs to start like a 12-step program for I Netflix. Know, right? Yeah, man. Um, hey, you got into stand-up? <laughs> man. At an early age, right? Seventeen, is that correct? Yes, sir. But yes, sir. Is it 17. a true? Is it a true story though about you winning that contest to open up for Sam Kennison, or was it you know, an urban yeah. folk tale? True.
15: All right. No, it's true. It's true. I won a contest at a Shakey's pizza to, to open up for Sam Kennison, and uh, um, it's it's phenomenal. You know, they uh, uh, they uh, Sam on the way over there. I uh, was like, kid, are you nervous? It was my first time in a limo. You know, it was a big deal, right? And I go, no. He goes, kid, seriously, uh, do you have a closer? And I go, what's that? I didn't know what it was. And he goes, it's a big joke at the end of your set, you know, to make everyone love you. And I go, I did, but I didn't know it. You know, I was so dumb, I didn't know it. I just naturally built one. And and I go, Um, no, I I don't guess I do. He goes, here, use my If you get into trouble, start yelling and cussing at the audience. The more you yell and cuss at them, the more they'll love you. And I'm like, really? And he goes, yeah, okay. So I'm about five minutes in, and I'm killing. I'm destroying. And then I flip a punchline and a setup, and the joke bombs. And then the next joke was predicated on that joke killing, so that joke bombed. And... I'm, I know I'm at the end of my time, and I'm like, uh, I remember what Sam said, so I just started screaming and yelling and cussing at the audience, you know? I'm like, hey, you net-baity pig banging y'all, banging mothers, you filthy animals, you dumb people, you couldn't write anything, you illiterate retards, okay? Alright, 3,500 people in unison began to boo me. Boo! Okay? I cry a little bit on stage, I'm not gonna lie to you, I cry a little bit on stage. And, uh, uh, they, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I go backstage, and without being introduced, uh, no big fanfare or anything, Sam Kennison comes running out going, can you believe that, kid? Come out here talking to you good people like that. He will never be a comedy again. Oh, 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 Now I'm really trying backstage. You know, I've got one of the biggest guys in comedy saying I'll never do it again.
14: Ooh,
10: ooh,
15: you know, it was horrible. And so I went backstage, and I was looking for a payphone. I found one, and I was calling my mom collect to come pick me up. And uh, Bill Kennison, Sam's brother, comes up and hangs the phone up and goes, kid, Sam thought that was hilarious. You set him up perfectly. He loved it. You know, because he was getting protested a lot then. He goes, everybody right. loves him. That's awesome. And uh, and uh, he wants you to come party with us. And so uh, a Sam Kennison after party, uh, was no wow. place for a 17 year old boy. Hell yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm 43 now, and it's no place for me now. Okay. Um, they, uh, <laughs> uh there were rails of blow. There was booze everywhere hookers, strippers, uh, various sex acts happening. Okay. Everything um, we imagined. Experience. Everything. Yeah. Right? Everything you'd imagine sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Right. And, uh, uh, Sam comes out of a room with a chick, okay, and uh, goes over to the Coke table, does a four-inch line with his right nostril, then does another four-inch line with his left, okay, and then a little, somebody gives him a key bump of a different flavor of Coke, and he does that too, and uh, he, uh, uh, he goes, kid, order pizza, which I found amazing that he could eat. Uh, after doing blow, okay? Uh, I, I didn't try cocaine, I've never tried it, okay? I've got too many risk respect as is, to be honest with you. Uh, but uh, he, uh, <laughs> uh, he told me to order pizza, so I call up Shakey's again, and uh, they uh, send over uh, the pizza, and when, when they do, Sam pays for the pizza, and then tips him three little baggies of cocaine. Uh, Thirty minutes later, we get a phone call. Hey, you guys need more pizza? You need some more pizza? We will hook you up, no problem. Damn. And, uh, <laughs>
2: that man and was, he that man was an animal. was an animal
15: Houston. Dang. Yeah, he was. He told me to move to Houston, and he uh, uh, <clears throat> was nothing but warm and lovely to me. I love Sammy.
2: Well, he ruled, he ruled comedy for the for a, a, a period of time. I mean, he was the man. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, let me let me ask you a question on the next part of your career. You, you finished second on the first season of The Last Comic Standing in two thousand three. Uh-huh. And here here's kind of my my question or point or whatever. It seems like the ones who came up a little short have later had much more successful careers than the last comic standing. And I want to toss out you right. you, Amy Schumer, say Ty Barnett, Doug Benson, Lavelle Crawford, Rebecca Corey, and some others. I don't think I could pick yeah. out any of the winners from a police lineup, so it worked out pretty good for you, right?
15: Yeah, it really did. You know, I can't say enough good things about it. It was, it was awesome for me. You know, coming in second, people thought I was robbed, and what it did, it galvanized them just like it did after um, uh, Metallica lost the heavy metal Grammy to Jethro Tull. Yeah, how yeah. their albums went platinum. My first album went platinum uh, in like six weeks. Uh, you know, I sold over a million units And um, it was uh, Something very rare, you know In comedy
2: Yeah, At I'd say time, so was really, I was really lucky to have it Absolutely Um well, well, Ralphie, you're, you're a big dude. Everybody's aware of that, like NFL lineman yeah. size. Uh, have you ever had like a Kevin Smith moment on an airplane? It got him a buttload of press and worked out pretty well? I'll just No, no. I, I always, when I fly
15: Southwest, I buy two seats. I don't want to put anybody through the drama, okay? And if I buy two seats, but it, and you know Southwest is great, too, because if you buy two seats and the plane is not full, because you're fat, they'll rebate the uh, one flight back to you. So oh, they're cool. awesome. Cool. You know, you can't be mad at those guys at all. man. I, I love Southwest. They've never had a crash. They, they're fantastic. All I right. love
2: them. All right. That's for the record. Um, I wanted to ask you about performing at the Juggalos convention in 2012. So we have a Juggalo <laughs> on our staff here, Gina our designated Laffer. Was it as wild of an event as non-Juggalos would envision, or was it totally tame like a Star Trek convention or a Brony Con with, you know, My Little Pony lovers? Just curious.
15: No, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was crazy. It was a crazy, crazy, uh, uh, fantastic show. Uh, It was at 1230 and it was in the tent and uh, there was 700 people and they had the sides open. And I didn't think, you know, they said, Ralphie, you only have to do like 10 or 15 minutes. No problem. My show was an hour and 45 minutes. Whoa. I hit on an eight-foot bong. I got high. I, they had bad weed, but a great bong, you
3: know? All right. That's for Good the roughly. record. That's for the record. All right. Say, so um, man, I know Gina is the resident expert on this Juggaloos scene. Uh, juggalos? Oh, sorry, Juggaloos scene. But I'm starting to buy into the fact that this insane clown posse is pretty popular. Maybe we should try to have one of their clowns on? It might help with the ratings. I don't think it would be a good idea to have a clown from that posse.
2: There's a lot of breakable stuff
3: in this studio. Well, clowns are generally warm and kind people, Spud. Just about everyone loves a clown.
2: Yeah, like John Wayne Gacy, among others. You're going to have to trust me on this one. All right, but gosh, I've never seen an evil clown, but I'll defer to your judgment. Thank you, and now can I get back to my freaking interview with Ralphie, if you don't mind? Um, My last question to you is, what's been your most memorable moment as Ralphie Mae?
15: Oh, wow. Um, uh, the, as a performer, um, having Tony Bennett uh, come to my show, I did two and a half hours. Wow, and super. then afterwards, uh, he called up an Italian restaurant and they opened up just for us. And we had dinner and wine and laughed. And he called me an artist and uh, we took pictures and we actually hang out. Sometimes it's so crazy. Really, you're hanging out with Tony. Fuck, like, you know Tony Bennett. It's it's fantastic. Who's
2: better than you? Uh yeah, slightly. I, I, I'll concede that point. I I, I need to mention again. The, uh, the uh, comedy special on Netflix titled Unruly. And and we didn't even touch on the fact that you have a podcast, The Perfect Ten, with Lana Turner is your co-host, that our listeners can find yes. on iTunes right this second. They can go look it up right away. You have a ton of episodes uh, there, right?
15: Yes, sir. We have over 100 episodes. They're all evergreen, so none of them are topical, and we've got great, fun topics in there, like Google with Porn Stars, um, different segments. Uh, We pie people. We do interviews with people, go out and do crazy stuff. Like, we have a a way black day with a a real dark friend of ours, and and he, he gets his back door bleached, and we think that's hilarious. Um, And uh, we do an episode with that. We take a guy who's really hairy. He's uh, Roseanne's son, uh, Jake Pentland, Mm -hmm. who DJ was based on, and we get him waxed. Uh, Yeah, we do crazy stuff. It's fun. It's a fun, fun trip.
2: Super. So our, our listeners can find it on iTunes. All right. Well, I appreciate you taking time to call in tonight, Mr. Ralphie May. Thank you.
15: I tell you the truth, I should be arrested for what I had to do to myself over the past year. I abused my junk. Oh my God. It was a second degree assault a couple of times. I pummeled it. My junk had a callus and a limp. It was... It looked like Rocky in the 14th round. Like, uh, uh,
10: uh, uh,
15: uh. I couldn't even race for change in my pocket without my piston.
10: No, 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 no.
0: This is a Spud Goodman Show.
7: That should be fun. I think I'll try that.
2: Once again, Q Dot.
12: So clap for me one time, I'm about to bring the soul back for you one time. Do, do it again, a tell her. So clap for me one time, I'm about to bring the soul back for you one time. Uh, uh, it feel good, don't it? 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 it Now I'ma ask you again, it feel good, don't it? 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 it, feel good, don't, it? don't it? Yeah. Say so is my microphone on? tasty Sting coming life from the West Wing. President of Business Development is arresting. Everything better than double. be progressing. Mad Rebel flow, I dig it. that'd be the best thing. Sliced bread, call it dominoes Revolutionary and renaissance, your Obama flow If you call getting it, you should be at go. Chief rocker, all in your mouth, holler Geronimo Tell my Latino homies you mess with me, them vamanos French girls coming in dose, now we menage Oh, now there you go on that stereotypical. I've never been typical in your stereo Kill it, kill it, man, I kill it, game to the very So deep that the devil dancing and doing the belly roll That's what I call taking it there and away it go Mad rebel, hooligan, phone, but you can smell it though so clap for me one time. I'm about to bring the soul back for you one time. Do, do it again! Time. So clap for me one time. I'm about to bring the soul back for you one time. It feel good, don't it? It feel good, don't it? It feel good, don't it? Don't it? Now I'ma ask you again, it feel good, don't it, it feel good, don't it, it feel good, don't it, it feel good, do it? It, it, don't it? Microphone, oh, T-Stink, t sting coming live from the East Wing. Incredible hope in the marble Flow, I'm beasting. New some life, so at least what I'm releasing. Got them like fuck swimming. I'm buying no longer leasing. Bass push, crack like a G-String, go up achieving, be my reasoning. Rebellious, dreamy. Leave them songs of seven seas. so please pass the season. Speak bigger in this big we have in this evening. Got a guard of respect, word of Eric, I'm breathing, proceeding. Hold on to what I know is bleeding. Believe we won't see these cops just crooked when they don't see it. Right from a top that's hooded, it's easy Apologies for the politics that I'm speaking Still cold freezing, independent succeeding Let's put it at easy pa- Past the crannies, so clap and all that Y'all know what I'm meaning So clap for me one time I'm about to bring the soul back for you one time Do, do it again and tell them So clap for me one time I'm about to bring the soul back for you one time feel good, don't feel good, feel good, don't it? feel good, to you feel good, don't it? feel good, don't it? feel good, don't it? feel good, don't it? Don't i to feel good, don't it? feel good, don't it? feel good, don't it? feel good, don't it? I ask again, it feel good, don't it, 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 it do it? It, it? This is a Spud
0: Goodman Show. this is Sam Kennison Hey, didn't you die like 15 years ago? Yeah, I did. And the only thing that brings me back from the dead is to listen to Spud Goodman right here. You understand that, you whore? Oh, oh! <laughs> you can't joke about
3: the f***ing dead. Spud, I-, I think we have time for one last call if you make it brief. I'm being told this caller needs to speak to you about his father. He's called in before, so okay, here Okay, what
2: am I? A family counselor? All right, call, oh. are you there?
3: Uh, yes, sir, I am.
7: Uh, you might remember me. My name's Clay Clay Henderson. My dad is Calvin Henderson.
2: Uh, yeah,
7: I, I, I called. I called in once before on the radio show, and I was on the old cable TV show. I, years I ago. think. I,
2: okay, I remember. Your your dad had something to do with Elvis, right? Uh, your name doesn't ring a bell, but I recognize your voice. <laughs> so, yeah, you called in, right? So, wh- what what can I do for you? Yeah, I know you called in before. I remember you now.
7: Well, I did, and I appreciate the help uh, you gave me located him the last time. And well, actually, I did find him myself at a. Uh, at a truck stop in Modesta, California, uh, a few weeks after I called in the show. And uh, I'm just trying to get the word out about my daddy right now, and I'm, I'm staying down here in uh, Medford, Oregon.
2: Okay, all I'm right.
7: Just, so I can get back on my feet financially. Okay,
2: cool. But why are you calling in about right now, tonight?
7: Well, it's almost been 14 months since I last spoke with him, and I heard he might be performing up, uh, up in your area again. As you know, he is an Elvis impersonator. And he usually does the talent Fair. That's not false. So I was really surprised when I found out he's, he might be doing a casino up there. And, well, actually, it's very important I get a hold of him as soon as possible.
2: <laughs> um, Cool. Okay. Uh, well, so... What do you want me to do here? Personally
3: go to all the casinos in the area and look for your father? That'd be sort of fun, but I don't have the time for that, man. There's a ton of those in this state. Hey, maybe you could put up some flyers on telephone poles for him, Spud. You know, have you seen this man?
2: Hey, this guy's not... He's looking for his father, not his lost cat. Oh. I have
3: a clue here. <laughs> so,
2: uh, anyway, uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, have you called any of the casinos up here to see if your dad's working there? Uh,
7: yes, sir, I did. Uh, but, you know, most of them won't let me talk about my daddy. He's... Uh, kind of very private and they have this privacy act with their
2: employees yeah all right cool well there's so many Elvis impersonators working today it's going to be hard to keep them all straight do you have any like dental records or a DNA test to make you know it's going to have to make the search easier because if you don't give us some help it's not going to happen
7: well um actually I don't Mr. Goodman but uh I, I don't think he'd like being tracked. you know he has a few ex-wives that are looking for him too so he really does want to keep a low profile. All
2: know. right. Well, tell you what. Um, I'm going to do what I can do. Uh, I, I might even actually drop by a couple casinos and see if I can find him. Tell you what. You leave your number with my people, and we're going to get back to you, okay?
7: Yeah, that would be great. Thank you very much, and God bless. All
2: right. All right. Uh, okay, Let's. we're going to have to end this show. So, guys, do you have anything you want to say here? So, I mean, I know what I want to say. Is it? Uh, I, I'm burned out from all the laughter, and I've really had it. So, is it?
3: Uh, how about you? I, I don't know. I, I, I no more canned laughter, please. I, I, I but like it. Really okay. I mean, we're going to
2: use you. You're you're live. I, your, your, I think it's organic. better than
3: what Gina does, and right. that's just my opinion.
2: Okay.
5: Nobody beats the real thing, Gerald. All
2: right. Yeah, well. well, this is Spud Goodman. Be all you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao.
1: You've been listening to the Spud Goodman Radio Show, a portentous harbinger of what the Internet of Things has in store for us all. The show is written and directed by Spud Goodman. Produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. The executive producer is Laurie Madsen. Video director is T.J. Pites. Our interns are Trent Botello and Anna Howell. Live music production and broadcast engineering by Mike Renville at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Promotional services and support provided by Big Freak Media, Seattle's only rock and roll publicist. Opinions expressed on this show. Do not reflect those of the station, the sponsors, or any living person except Spud Goodman. Copyright 2015, Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. of Northwest Music. This is an hour of sterling conversation. This is an hour of analysis of the previous hour of The Spud Goodman Show. This is The Spud Goodman Post Show Report.
16: Hello, hello, my. I am Lawrence here, and I'm going to be your host for tonight's Spud Goodman post-show report. Of course, with me, we got back my co-host, Gina. Hey, Gina, how are you doing this evening?
5: Well, you know, still pregnant, if you're wondering, and about eight weeks to go, and I can hardly hope they go fast. Yeah,
16: yeah, I hope they do. Now, you know, if you need a babysitter or anything like that, when you and your significant other, you want to go out, catch a band or something like that, you know I could step up and handle the babysitting duties because I grew up in a family with nine of us kids, and and I was the oldest, so I kind of raised most of them, you know. Super.
5: Wow. Well, that is so sweet, Lawrence. You know, there is a Juggalos gathering in late summer, and, and Jeff and I really would like to go. It oh, would nice. be two days max. Oh we well, we can talk about it after the show.
16: Oh uh, well, that's two days. you're gonna go uh, you know I, I could do that you know I mostly I got like solid foods uh, around my apartment, but you know, I could stock up on some milk if you need.
5: Oh, I would supply all the food and diapers, don't you worry i I don't know if we can get the tickets yet they're they're pretty hard to get. The insane clown posse may not have had um, any hits recently, but it sure doesn't matter to us fans. It's all Super, about the family um, vibe at their events.
16: Oh, yeah, well, you know, I I thought uh, you held up pretty well on Spud's show today, you know, talking about that show. You know, it it seemed like Gerald, he was trying to diminish your laughing skills and all, but Mm -hmm. hey, I myself know how hard it is to deliver a laugh nice and timely, you know, because when I was in lockup, the first Monday of the month, we had open mic in the cafeteria for these aspiring stand-up comedians. Uh, I tell you, it was a tough crowd and all, so, you know, when my buddies got up there and they wanted to give it a shot, they wanted to do like a 10-minute bit, And they always ask me to laugh on cue, you know, at the punchlines and all, but that's not easy because, you know, I always wanted to laugh either before or well, well after the punchline was delivered, you know, and it was kind of clear that an ill-timed laugh, that'll kill a comedian, if you know what I'm saying, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, super. If it's late, it sounds like you're being sarcastic, and if it's early, This sounds like you have no clue what's even funny. So, you know, they banned me from laughing. uh, uh, (laughs) All my friends, they just banned me. They said, no, no. You know, so I got to admire your skills for that.
10: Oh, well,
5: thank you. You know, most of the time I feel so unappreciated working on Spud's show. No one there seems to understand how much time I have put into my career. Hmm. It takes many months of classroom work and on-the-job training to get a firm grasp of effective laughing.
16: Well, let me tell you this. Just between you and me, Spud, he'd be in deep doo doo if he didn't have you. Cause you know, now when you're gone on maternity leave, he's gonna miss you. I tell you, you know, I don't. I have no clue what I'm gonna do without you here. I gotta say, cause you know, I still haven't heard from uh, our executive producer what she plans to do to fill in uh, until you come back. You know. You are coming back, right? You're a, please, please tell me you're coming back.
5: Well, I sure hope to, but I Super. really can't commit at this time. You know, Give me a month or so, and I will have a better idea of my free time.
16: All right, all right. We can, I, that's a deal there. Well, I guess we got to say hello to the panel that we got here. Dave on the soundboard. Good evening to you, Dave.
1: Good evening, Lawrence.
16: All right, we got Mike here. He's our engineer. Hey, thanks for all the hard work you do, Mike. You're welcome. I uh, appreciate it. And of course, Derek on the show highlights. Hey Dick, how you doing? I'm doing great. How about you, Lawrence? I'm doing all right. And of course, you know, we gotta gotta mention our interns here from Pierce College at Anna and Trent, you know. You two I gotta tell you, you're the best and the brightest, so you know, don't do anything stupid. You know, don't do it. you guys are in your last quarter before you graduate, and a rule of thumb I say is no matter how and you know what you're doing, your peers and all that stuff. You know, if you want to go on a panty raid or something like that, or egg in the college president's house, come on, man. Think about it. That is not super. Not super. Right. I'm speaking for both of you here. Make some good choices, right? Right? All right. Okay, let's get to the music here tonight. We got a song by the late Great Clash. This one's titled Police on My Back. And then we have a song by a band out of Manchester, England. It's called Pins. And the song they got is Shoot Me. But first, we're going to start with The Clash. (laughs) Alright, alright. We got in the studio with us tonight. We got Q-Dot in the house. Hey Q-Dot, how you doing?
12: What's happening?
16: Alright, it's all good here. Now, now, you know, I I gotta ask everybody who comes in the studio, I'm gonna ask you the same thing. You know, now, did you do time anywhere? I'm not talking about soft County time, I'm talking about real time.
12: No, I mean, it's, you know, I had a suspended license once upon a time, so you know got pulled over once and uh but that's no real time you know that was just like a couple minutes in the cop car
16: yeah but you know a couple minutes in the cop car you know you know what i'm saying that's doing timing in its own kind of that's yeah that's a different kind of time yeah and it stretches out and you don't know (laughs) yeah now you know with rap and all that stuff it seems a little bit uh, harder to write rap than than rock you know because you can't really just uh you can't mumble the lyrics you got to be clear in what you're saying you know because you can't you know cover up a rhyme with the mumbling and all that tr- correct
12: that's very correct yes
16: yeah. nice well you you're bringing it now now and now do you got a pass you got a big security detail around you anything because you know i was inside so i don't know if they're still doing the east coast west coast thing nah it, man. man i everywhere i go man i've zigzagged the country and it's just
12: been me and my just keyboard me. and a rental car that's
16: like, all you need that's it And so right. now now who is your biggest influence coming up Coming up, Buster Rhymes, absolutely. Oh, yeah, Buster Rhymes.
12: Without question.
16: The fastest rapper in the world. Ed,
12: my man, that was it. Yeah. Buster Rhymes changed my life, dude. That yeah. was it, coming a up. a
16: game changer. That's a game changer right now. Absolutely. So now, now, but when you're not rapping, mm-hmm. now what do you do for fun? Do you bowl yourself? You what, what kind of stuff
12: you do? Man, I don't even know what it's like to like not be doing something revolving around music because I'm 100% independent. So I book all my own shows. I'm promoting. I'm doing all it like my whole day. And then when I'm not doing that, I'm in school. I'm finishing up my master's and then I'm with the kids and the wife and hanging out doing the family thing. But when I do get a minute, um, I'm either watching some some kind of a sporting event or I'm camping. That's it. Like, oh, camping, I love to be, watching sports. Yeah, I love to be out in the woods and drinking. Oh nice! You know what I mean? With or, a little
16: bit of tiny time, you get it. Sounds like that's it. Yeah, uh, man. Burning Super, of it's very super. <laughs> so now, now what? Uh, what's the last song you're going to take us out with? What's the name of that song?
12: Oh man, it would have to be uh, the Soul Clap
16: revival. All right, let's yeah. do it. Cue dot.
12: The Holy Ghost When I wake up in the morning That's why I get up And go get it, get it, get it Cause it ain't no warning That'll say when it's over That'll say when it's over my life you ain't know what I go through day to day but if you know what I know then you would clap it up in a major way and say clap 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 it up clap it up if you feel this clap 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 it up clap it up if you feel this now you ain't know what my life Know what I go through that day If you know what I know Then you would clap it up in the major way And say clap, clap, clap it up Clap it up if you feel this Clap, clap, clap it up Clap it up if you feel it now It feel like I'ma catch the Holy Ghost And I wake up in the morning That's why I get up and go Get it, get it, get it Cause it ain't no warning Battle say when it's over Paper. Get up and get that dope Get up and get that paper So I get up and get that paper Get up and get that dope Get up and get that paper Hey, you ain't know what my life is Cause if you know what I know Clap it up in a major way say Clap, clap, clap it up Clap it up if you feel this Clap, clap Clap it up if you feel it now You know what my life You know what I come from day to day But if you know what I know then you Clap it up in the middle Trying to make statistics of the great and get the butt There ain't no stopping See I'm born and bred and from the fence, So that means I came up from the dirt up I go for heads and like a loaf of bread You know I made to make the dough work up And tell them clap, clap, clap it up Clap it up if you feel the shit Clap, clap, clap it up Clap it up for the the shit It's fair time Fresh coast, every day we throw a fist in the ass, fly shit, dopeness, every day cause we just don't care. That's the holy ghost and I wake up in the morning, that's why I get up and go get it, get it, get it, cause it ain't no warning, that'll say when
10: it's over, hey, no. that'll say when it's over.
12: through day to day but if you know what i know then you clap it up in a major way say clap 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 it up clap it up if you feel it clap 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 it up clap it up if you feel it now. feel like i'ma catch the holy ghost and i wake up in the morning Mm -hmm. that's why i get up and go get it get it get it cause it ain't no warning i don't say when it's so fun Vamos um lá
1: To the Spud Goodman post show report.
17: I'm ready if you're ready, and you're ready, so I'm ready. So oh. <laughs> Our first clip of the night comes from Spud's interview with SNL alum Kevin Nealon about what it was like being a part of the uh, 40th anniversary special.
2: Um, I'm gonna th- I'm gonna write that down. I want to bring that up at our staff meeting. Um, so. You you know, you came back and were on the Saturday Night Live, uh, the 40th anniversary special. Was that kind of like a high school reunion, a bit awkward, but still a little bit of fun?
8: It wasn't really that awkward. It was was a lot of fun, and it was kind of like a lot of good people watching, because everywhere you look, it, you felt like you were kind of like the Hollywood Wax Museum. And I turn over my left shoulder and I see Keith Richards, you know, and right behind me is Diane Sawyer and Sarah Silverman and Louis C.K. and, you know, Paul McCartney standing in front of me with his guitar leading to go on, and behind him is Paul Simon and, you know, the various past mayors of New York City. And uh, yeah, it's just really, it was like being kind of like in heaven, I guess.
2: Dude, how, how stacked...
16: So that was crazy, kind of a who's who on the reunion show. Did you watch any of that? I did catch a little bit of it.
17: All right, super. You know, about the whole uh, Keith Richards thing there, I think if I looked over my shoulder and I saw Keith
16: Richards, I'd be a little scared. Uh, Wouldn't you be? (laughs) It would be like kind of looking over your shoulder and seeing a skeleton. (laughs) I would think that I was like on the Walking Dead show, you know, because I would think there's a zombie behind me or something like that. Yeah, it'd be really scary, I got to tell you. What about you, Gina?
5: I missed it. I I have yet to see it. I've only seen short little clips of it, but I, I really want to check it out.
17: I've got it DVR'd if you want to come over and watch it anytime. Nice. Now, you talking
16: about The Walking Dead or the SNL thing?
5: Oh, I can't watch Walking Dead. Both. I, I don't do zombies.
16: Well, then you better not watch the SNL part with Keith Richards then. That would <laughs> <laughs> it would be scare you bad. Okay. That's Super. A good point. Good point. All right, let's roll into some more music here. Okay, what do we got coming up? We got the DJ Iron Rose with Metallica Goes to Punjab. Then, after that, we're going to follow that with Manfred Mann, do why diddy diddy
13: Just walking down the street, singing Do a did it dum do, her fingers and shuffling her feet, singing Do a did it dum do. She looked good, Look Look good. she looked fine. Look fine, she looked good, she looked fine, and, I, and I nearly lost my mind. Before I knew it, she was walking next to me, singing Do a. As natural as can be a singer. We walked on, Walk on to my door my door. We walked on to my door Then we kissed a little more oh, I knew we was falling in love We're together nearly every single day singing.
9: Oh, we're so
13: happy, and that's how we're gonna stay singing. Go walk, diddy, diddy, dum, diddy, dum. Well, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. She's mine. She's mine. I'm hurt. She's mine. Waiting bells, bells are gonna, gonna chime. chime. Whoa! been dreaming of. Now we're together nearly every single day singing. do <makes> Oh, we're so happy and that's how we're gonna stay singing. <makes> I mean it. Well, I'm <makes> well, I'm hurt, I'm hurt. She's mine, she's mine. I'm hurt, she's mine. Whitney Mills, Mills are gonna <makes> shine. whoa
1: Stay tuned for more of the Spud Goodman Post Show Report! to Lawrence and Gina on the Spud Goodman Post Show Report.
5: We have a call. They said it was accordion Joe. I love that guy. Oh. You know, my dad used to play the accordion. and Not really well, to be honest, as he could only play a couple songs. But he would play them over and over and over to the point where Super. I-, I think it was the main reason my mom left him. Oh. These days, I'm much more open to the accordion, though. Should we put him on now?
16: Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I myself, I've always dug the accordion. All right, uh, uh, Joe. Are you there?
0: Yes, I'm here. Say, uh, I tried again to call in on the first hour... But every time I say hello, that little punk intern, Trent, would hang up on me. Whatever I did do to him. What's going hey, hey, on here? Hey,
16: hey Joe, let me tell you this. Don't don't take it personally. See, La Laura, our executive producer, she put a ban on all of Spud's family members calling in, you know, for a while, because so, she said that you guys are overexposed to you know, whatever that means.
5: I, I think that means that she thinks people are sick of Spud's family members.
0: Hey, listen, I am not related to Spud. Super. I am the orchestra for his show, and you'd think I would get a little bit more respect around here. You know, I recorded a new opening for the theme song for Spud. It's really great,
16: and I, you, I can't get a word from him or anyone else on the show or if they're going to do it or oh, use it. Oh, didn't they tell you yet? Now, Lori, she said she wants to go in another direction. She's going to use pre-recorded bumper music instead of the cards, you know, with you playing the accordion, because she said that the audience research, you know, she said she's got that to back up her decision.
0: Okay, all right, super. No way. Everybody digs the accordion, man.
5: I don't know about everyone. My mom still flips out every time she hears that instrument. I don't see that ever changing.
0: Well, I could play some of my new theme song right now. It would give me a chance to test it out before a live audience. I promise, if people call in a bomb threat after hearing it, I will never play it again in public. Cross my heart and hope to die. Super, super. Okay, well, I I won't die, but you you know what I'm saying here. Uh,
5: Between you and me, I, I don't know if Lori even listens to the Post Show Report, so I vote yes. Play the theme song now.
16: All right, well, you know, I don't know about Lori not listening because after every show I get, you know, every every show I do, she gives me a three or four page email for these suggestions on how I can improve my performance. And hey, do, do you receive them too, Gina?
5: Never. I don't think she likes me, but as as long as Spud's, Spud wants my services, I will be the designated laugher on his show, so I'm not worried.
1: We always get an email from her uh, saying there's not enough reverb.
16: more um, reverb... <laughs> sure. uh, should I start playing now? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. But, you know, if you get cut off, you know, don't take it personal. Because, Lord, she's got these guys over here scared to death of her. So, you know, she's going to be she's gonna be texting into them, you know, probably no more than 30 seconds into into you playing all. So, you know, I hope I hope it's a short one. Uh, 30 seconds max, okay? Uh, here it is. Here
10: comes
7: the stud man. Look up above now. Look down below now. Look all around.
1: I
16: think he's in a Transformer house. Yeah, well, you know, I, I don't know. This isn't, I don't know if this is going to work. We better get, yeah, yeah, that was longer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. yeah,
5: it's a catchy tune, but um, I, 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 there's no way she'll let that on the air. No. I'm, I don't there's think. no
16: way, no way. This is yeah. never going to happen. Well, all right, let's get back to some non-accordion music here. We're going to go into a song super, by Tab. Super. This one's called Jinx. And then Valerie June's going to follow up with the song Trials, Troubles, and Tribulations. <laughs> Doug, what's
17: up next? So, in our clip of the week this week, uh, we get the pleasure of listening to another raisin cake who found his way in front of a mic ramble on about our president like my crazy uncle at Thanksgiving when he's been off his meds for a week.
9: (laughs) (laughs) On November 3rd, 2014, the day before the U.S. elections, I sent this out to our partners, alerting them to what I expected would happen After Election Day, after Election Day in 2014, I said, quote, 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 in the remaining weeks of 2014 and throughout 2015, Barack Obama will strike like a thunderbolt against all persons who dare to oppose his communist agenda, his communist agenda, his communist, communist, communist agenda. Persecution will come down on patriots, conservatives, and Protestant, evangelical, Anglican, Catholic, and Orthodox Christians who speak against him. He will defy the U.S. Senate. He will consolidate power in Washington. He will rule by executive decrees. He will act like a dictator in perpetuity, in perpetuity, in perpet, perpet, perpetuity. He may even refuse to leave the White House in January 2017. Oh, a microphoney
4: And a phony at the mic.
9: Whoa! Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. Control the Senate will swing to America's conservative ruling class and the Republican Party. The Republicans will sweep control of many state governorships and legislatures. Check that off, check that off, check that off. It happened. I also said, Metaphorically, metaphorically, Obama will shout, Obama will shout, Obama will shout, the die is cast. He will tell his hardcore communist supporters, it's all or nothing, there is no turning back, we must conquer or die, 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 die. die." I said he would rally the progressives to march over the Potomac River with him to their final glory as communist comrades. In desperation of being the darling of the progressive socialist communist faction of the Democratic Party, Obama will promise them everything they've ever dreamed of forcing onto America. And he'll do it through executive orders. Check it off.
16: What do you think? Did that guy vote for Obama? Uh, you know, I, I think, I think he might have. He may have. I, I think he's trying to cover it up. I think he loves Obama, and I think he's probably a Russian communist too. And, and you know, he's just trying to. I think he's got a crush right. on a woman who is very conservative, who loves the Republicans. And he's just trying to impress her. He's trying he's, too hard. He's trying he's trying way too hard. It sounds like he's reading off the racing form or something. It, yeah. It just it's not coming across natural. Sure. You know what I'm saying?
5: Oh yeah. Course,
16: it, the- it sounds like he's very impressed with
1: that guy he's quoting, who mm-hmm. I think is himself.
16: Yeah. Is he quoting himself? Yeah, yeah. It does sound like he's quoting himself. He should have given himself credit if he's gonna quote himself. I definitely know about that trying too hard thing. I
17: once dated a girl who was a vegetarian and I pretended to be a vegetarian so I could like. Oh, go that out never goes and, well. No, it didn't mm-hmm. really. Yeah. I went to a couple uh, pita protests and stuff, and oh. I didn't realize how hardcore those people get until I got oh out there God. in the. I did time with a lot of people. Yeah,
16: yeah, I tell you, they are hardcore. You're not kidding. All right, let's get back to some tunes here. We got uh, first up the amazing and still semi recluse Rodriguez with a live cut of "I Wonder" from a concert there in South Africa. In 1998 And then we have a live performance from a band on Spud's show That was a few months back, not too long ago Warning Danger with Safe Sex Are you ready? Please
14: welcome Rodrigo. I get an STD, a sexually transmitted disease, like gonorrhea and chlamydia, work or herpes, syphilis, Pepsi or HIV. Don't be dumb, wear a condom, don't get sick, grab it, dick. Don't be dumb, wear a condom, don't get sick, grab it, dick. Say sex. Say sex. Say sex. Say sex. The size of STT. You might start a family Girl, you better die when he says I'll pull out Little sperm can swim And he's full of them One burger like hey. Give me an 18-year-old red! Don't be dumb Wear a condom Don't, Don't be lazy You might make a baby Don't be lazy You might make a baby Don't Master Masterface Say sex! Say sex! Say sex! Say sex! This is the Spud Goodman
0: Show. Uh, uh, uh. Uh. This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report.
16: All right, dude, go ahead and bring us in. What do we got?
17: So to wrap it up tonight, I pulled the last clip uh, from Spud's interview with comedian Ralphie May. In this clip, we hear Spud ask his signature question about Ralphie's most memorable moment.
2: My last question to you is, what's been your most memorable moment as Ralphie May? Oh, wow.
15: Um, uh, the, as a performer, um, having Tony Bennett, uh, Come to my show. I did two and a half hours, wow, and super. then afterwards, uh, he called up an Italian restaurant and they opened up just for us. And we had dinner and wine and laughed. And he called me an artist, and uh, we took pictures and we actually hang out. Sometimes it's so crazy. Really, you're hanging out with Tony. Fuck, you know Tony Bennett. It's it's fantastic. Who's better than you?
16: Uh
2: yeah, slightly. I'll concede that point. Okay, well, okay.
16: That's a big deal, Tony Bennett. That's do you imagine me, uh-huh. being
5: friends with him? I think that'd be a pretty sweet deal.
16: That's gotta be. There's got to be some perks to that yeah. to that friendship. Yeah, yeah there's got to be some perks. What do you think you could get from having a friendship with Tony Bennett?
5: I, I, it would be really nice if you're trying to woo a girl or your wife and just be like, hey, Tony, will you come and just like serenade us at dinner? Oh,
16: nice. Pretty sweet. But then what the, the risk is that Tony Bennett's going to woo the wife. Ooh, if you ever left your
17: heart anywhere, I bet you he could find it.
16: Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tony Bennett, the heart finder. I like that. See, that, yeah, that's a good thinking. That's a good thinking there. All right, now let's do some more music. Will you guys sing? I say yes. So we're going to start off with a cut from Best Coast, titled Crazy For You. And then we have the Northwest Traditionals, Grunge Kings, Mud Honey with Suck You Dry.
10: I can't do anything without you.
1: is the Spud Goodman post-show report.
5: I'm being told that we have another call holding. I'm not sure who it is. They didn't give their
16: name. Uh, Well, let's find out who it is. Uh, Okay, Carla, are you there?
9: The next Seventy-two hours will be bringing oh, mostly mild spring weather to the eastern seaboard, but in the upper Midwest, it's looking like you might be experiencing some severe thunderstorms. Break out your rubber-tipped umbrellas. For the Southwest, we are looking at above-average you know, uh, temperatures uh, with highs in the nineties. Uh, is you, this
16: Samuel? Yeah, I, I know this is you. Uh, you know, you, you're not supposed to be doing this. You know that, right? You know, like I said, I, I don't care myself about this. But the last staff meeting, they made it clear for. Uh, exactly Executive producer, Lori, she was clear that your weather forecasts are banned from both Spud Show and this post-show report. You know, look, I'm sorry about that.
5: Hey, Samuel, I, I actually like your weather reports. You do know, though, that this show airs in different markets over the next 10 days. Your forecasts will be outdated by then. They're of no use to anybody.
2: Super.
9: Well, maybe I need to start doing a two-week forecast. Would that work?
5: I I, I can't speak for Lori Madsen, but uh, she made it pretty clear she doesn't care for you. Yeah,
16: she did, and I don't want to burst your bubble, Samuel, but... No, she really hates you. Yeah. Okay, all right, super.
9: And for the Southern California region, you can look forward to low clouds in the early hours, oh, later turning to bright yeah, yeah, he's sunshine get the, the hit, you know, along the Oregon will be scattered showers. with yeah.
16: Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, Yep. See, I told you. I told you it was gonna happen. Just a matter of when. Super.
5: Right? You gotta admire his refusal to take no for an answer. Yeah, well, you
16: know, maybe you gotta admire that. There's some tenacity there. But you know, I I gotta say, you know. That aside, the show tonight was pretty good, wasn't it?
5: Absolutely. And as I know, I can be honest with you, Lawrence, I have to say from my perspective, being on both Spud Show and your post-show report, I I don't think there is any question your show is better. Super. I'm about to go on maternity leave. It is quite freeing for me to express myself without fearing that I I may offend or piss off others.
16: Well, you know what? I still work here, so you know I might have to plead the fifth on that (laughs) statement. Hey, so I want to ask you a baby question. Is that all right?
5: Uh, Sure. If you... You want to know when i'm uh, going to have the umbilical cord like it's save it as a souvenir the answer is no um, that is gross no
16: no 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 i was gonna ask you if you uh plan to circumcise if it was a boy you know because look i just want to say whatever you think i i'm gonna give my advice do the right thing and get that thing circumcised because you're gonna save him a lot of grief later when it comes to the locker rooms and stuff because you know it's it's not that us guys we stare at each other's penises all the time but I'm not going to lie. My parents opted to pass on the procedure, and I got to tell you, I'm never going to forgive them. You know,
1: all, all those taunts of look at the gooey duck can be really cruel.
16: <laughs> oh, yeah. I got the gooey duck. I didn't even know what a gooey duck was, you know, but now oh, I got to tell you, and you know, he's going to have to deal with that stuff like that. You know, I still get the cursory glance, gra- so, you know, whatever shower room I'm in, and I'm junior high that was a nightmare
5: well i'm in the pro camp on that issue Uh, jeff also has had to deal with the occasional ridicule in his life and and he made me to promise to sign off on that one
16: yeah that's good to hear you know we we gooey ducks we live in a society that's kind of visually oriented and stuff like that you know it's a shame but it is the truth
5: well i'm really hoping for a girl but we will be happy with whatever we get
16: yeah yeah now now i tell you what you want your child to maybe follow in your footsteps, you know, with your career and all that stuff. I mean, I know that uh, that uh, not everybody has what it takes to be a professional des- designated laughter and it's a high stress position. But, you know, I got to admit, it would make you feel pretty good, right, to know your kid carrying on your mom's vocation.
5: <laughs> well, I would be tickled if that would happen, but I-, I won't push it on my child. That will have to be up to him or her. So, you know, if so, though, I will be there to support him through the training process as it can be, you know, overwhelming. Yeah, it
16: can be. All right. Well, let's wrap this up. and we'll give thanks to, you know, our panel here. We got Dave on the soundboard here. Great to be here. Great job. And Mike, of course, great job with you. Thanks, man. Uh, appreciate it, Dick. On the money always with the highlights. We appreciate that. And I'll be back next week with three more. Ooh, three more. We're looking forward to it. And then, of course, uh, uh, t- uh, Anna and Trent, you know, hey. keep your noses clean, y'all. All right. All right. Well, you know, we're going to wrap this up here. We're going to roll on out and say good night. And we got one last song. This one is by Troy Hess, and it's called Please Don't Go Topless, Mother. We'll see you all next week. Have a good night.
5: Good night.
1: Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Associate producer, David Deer. Live music production and broadcast engineering by Mike Renville at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Audio highlights, Derek Schneider. Our interns are Anna Howell and Trent Botello. Theme music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin. Promotional services and support provided by Big Freak Media, Seattle's only rock and roll publicist. Copyright 2015, Spud Goodman Productions, David Brenneman speaking.